0: You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike podcast. That's
1: AKA Murph and that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it with tales from all over the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun and leave with a smile. And just like that, 2022 is all wrapping up. Wow. I don't it's I don't know, you know, I've lived on this earth for a long time and I'm always surprised when the end of the year rolls around you're like, What? How did that happen? I know. I know. I feel
0: like it was we just finished Rag Pride. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well you yeah, but you probably finished and then turned right around and started the next I know. one.
0: Yeah. In a way it's been next year since October when we started working on the logo and released the logo and wow. really turned the page. But now here we are. It's December. Yeah. It's
1: really- yeah. And have you I don't know if you're a goal setting type person when it comes to bike stuff,
0: but have you thought of any bike-focused goals for next year? I'm absolutely not goal-focused, so my goal is to ride bikes more in 23 than I did in 22. Cool. What about you?
1: Well, I'm not going to have a goal to ride more miles because, as you recall, I rode my bike (laughs) across the United States this last spring, and I do not plan to duplicate that, but this is like a... I, I probably shouldn't be sharing this, but... I am so close to getting to seven thousand miles of biking mm. for this year. Like Ooh, I'm okay. less than a hundred miles to go. So, oh, so close. I know. So here we are almost at the end of the year and I'm like scrambling to you know, it's still blizzardy and cold and snowy outside. And so sitting on the trainer, like uh, I'm gonna uh, do it though. Listeners I know. When you celebrate the new year, you're going to think, I wonder if Merv made your goal. And just know that I, I, I will say I did.
0: Okay. Say <laughs> so you did, whether you did or not. <laughs> no, just kidding. So on our next episode, hopefully you'll be saying you got your 7,000 miles and I will be proud because I hit my 200 Murph miles. Yes. Because I'm damn close.
1: Okay. Yeah, so see, so. We, we both have kind of that struggle of we can do it. We're going to do That's it. That's right. Right? That's right. Okay.
0: Yep. Right. We're riding on the trainers and it's sweat weather. Sweat so. sweat Sweater weather yeah i'm wearing my sweater
1: on the trainer <laughs> that's awesome okay so All i right. was trying to you know kind of think about here we are end of 2022 we've been podcasting for many years together we mm. spent the whole year this year talking weekly it made, it made me wonder how well do we know each other okay mm. so before we get to our interview Let's play a quick game of two truths and a lie.
0: Ooh, oh, okay.
1: Okay, mm. so pretty simple rules. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to share three super short stories, and you decide which one is a lie, which means the other two are truths. Ooh, okay. All right, all right. Lay it on me. Okay, and listeners, we did not, you know, tell each other ahead of time, so well, you are hearing these for the first time, along with Andrew. We're Andrea. just going to
0: have to. We're relying on the knowledge of friendship alone. Okay.
1: Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. I went to Honduras with
0: Habitat for
1: Humanity and learned how to build homes. Hmm. Okay. That is possible truth or lie number one. Okay. Number two. I went to Vegas one year and attended Khloe Kardashian's birthday party. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. Okay. Possible truth, possible lie. Yeah. And the third one. I met Kevin Bacon and his brother Michael
0: with my mom. Oh, hmm, okay. Okay. I okay, are you ready for me? I know number 3 is true. I I think the lie is number 2 because I would have I can't believe I wouldn't know that you did that. Which which one, the the Kardashian? The Car- Kardashian. I I didn't know that you went down to and did Habitat houses and I don't know that that's not true or is true, but I'm going <laughs> to go with the Kardashians.
1: Okay, and you are correct. Woo-hoo! I did. I was in Vegas with my friends and we happened to go to a club and she was actually having a birthday party oh. there. <laughs> so, uh yes, yeah, so I was at a birthday party with Chloe Kardashian her birthday party, but oh. you know, she's a Kardashian, so she literally had the club blocked off you know half of it was for her party the other half was for us people that were not allowed to be at a party so (laughs) i did not go to vegas for her party but i did actually
0: go to a party she was at (laughs) wow well that's pretty cool there you go okay all right now i feel bad because i think you're gonna get mine right away but um all right so here we go the first one i only have nine toes on my feet okay so that's a truth or a lie The truth or a lie. Okay. All right. Um, number two, truth or lie is that I was on the Dr. Phil show. Okay. Okay. Hmm. All right. Number three, I love to run marathons and I've completed three so far. Wow. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Okay. All that
0: we both put a little dash of fame in there. Wow. Okay.
1: Well, I already know that you have only nine toes, so that is definitely mm-hmm. a truth.
0: Yeah, and I also, fun fact, my dog Bart only has he's missing a toe as well. Yeah. And I didn't want to include that because I thought it would make it too obviously true. But
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So we match. Yep. So I've never known you to be a runner, but I also have never heard about Dr. Phil. So uh <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm going to say the lie is that you've
0: done three marathons. That's true. That is a lie. (laughs) I have done a half, one half marathon. Wait, so
1: you've been on the Dr. Phil show?
0: Yes. I was in the crowd in the front row and I'm visibly (laughs) on the show, but then halfway through the show, there was a fire on the set. And so Dr. Phil literally talked to me and said, you go out that way. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so he helped us out of the set and, um, Then at the end, the second half of the show, it's a completely different crowd. So, yeah, and I know. So that was, you know, those 2000s were just a heck of a time I was on the Dr. Phil show. Wow. Um, Luckily, I don't have any, like, problems in my life that would have necessitated me, like, actually being interviewed. But, yeah, I was on the show. Okay. Those are awesome.
1: I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yay.
0: All right. So let's get to the second half of our excellent interview with Rag Bride Director, Matt Fippin, I don't think he told us any lies in this so it's all it's 20 truths
1: oh yeah yes and this you know we all know Matt loves Ragbri he is pretty motivated to have success for year 50 and then going forward so he's going to tell us his thoughts and plans for the future of Ragbri so yay let's get to it and
0: we'll be back for more with Just Go Bike in 2023 woohoo
1: Some of the questions that I've been hearing from friends who also do Ragbrai, um, you know, it's the fiftieth, right? So things will be different just because it's so much of a extra celebration. Like your logo is amazing for fiftieth, so congratulations on that. Yeah. Is there anything else that's kind of new and unique that maybe listeners want to know about?
2: Sure. So we. You know, one of the, the biggest things I learned last year was how much early on these towns are stressed. You know, obviously, it's a big undertaking. They're, they're pulling it together, and you know they're building their committees, and you know, then they start asking about money. And, you know, most of these, you know, towns, they don't have this, you know, bank for rag bri when it comes through that, you know, go to the bank and withdraw money to put on an event. So a lot of it comes with fundraising. Um, but one of the biggest stress points was the band, because every overnight town has a band, oh, right? Yeah. You, you you arrive in the town, you go to the, the, the town's expo, and then a band takes the stage, and you party until 1030 at night, and then you, you, know, you get on the, the next day. Um, so it was early on, you know, who do we book? What kind of band do we want? How much is that going to cost? And, you know, one thing that we committed to this year, and it's something that, you know from the company that I came from, we gave with Shields, we, we, we gave back a lot to our communities. And I with Rag Bri, I, I want that tradition to continue, you know, from my Shields days. And we, we thought, okay, how do we give how do we give back more and, and help these communities? And um one thing we decided to do this year was take off the concert series from um, these communities. So uh, we built a budget, you know, around the concert series and we're basically going to, you know, buy the band and you know pay for all the production to um, have them play in, in these towns. So, you know, depending on where you go, you know, we look at population sizes. And, okay, based on this population, this is the size of band that we can bring to this, to this community. Uh, we hired a third party. To help us with it because booking talent is a racket. I mean, it's just you know you you get the prices of the band and you see what you know you go wow they're they're kind of a lot of money but then once you commit it doesn't mean you get the band because then they have to look at the traveling schedule and where, where they're at the night before and the night after and trying to connect the dots of you know can they fly in on uh, on this day and fly out on that day or can the tour mm-hmm. bus swing through and drop in and you know so just because you say yes to them doesn't mean they're going to say yes to you so um you know from from our perspective, being able to remove that from the towns, being able to say, "Don't worry about it. Take care of what you're naturally just good at, and we'll we'll, we'll bring to you the the best band possible." Um, you know, and the other thing too is we're we're not going to go away from a, the Redgrave staple bands. We want them because that's what Redgrave is. But you're going to see some pretty epic bands on route this year. And no spoiler, but we locked in our biggest bands. Um, you know, this week, so it'll be fun to announce that when the time comes. But yeah it's just uh you know by us saying we'll do this it allows them to put money and resources into other things porta potties you know and things that they're going to need because you know to survive that week and um you know it, it helps us just find ways to give back more
1: i love it and your little tiny you know we're gonna have some great bands made me think that's one more incentive to keep riders moving forward like you don't have to sit on the curb and have a you know a six pack when you've got a big concert to get to. Yeah, sit on
0: yeah. the curb and have the six pack while you're listening to the band. Yeah, there That's you my go. There you because go. when they told me what the band was going to be, even I was speechless. So
1: awesome. you're gonna
0: you're gonna be excited about this band, yeah.
1: And people may not realize because um, I did not realize this that the towns. Choose the bands. I always thought that Ragbrai brought all these bands in, so that's an interesting um, dynamic to take off the plates of those communities.
2: Yeah, it's just you know, like I said earlier. It was it's a stress point for them because most of these towns, you know, like Pocahontas, you know, they don't normally book a band to, to that scale that came in. You know, mm-hmm. pop rocks came in and, and, and rocked Pocahontas, but yeah, being able to just say, you know, what we're going to handle it for you. You know here's the things we want you to focus on they're going to make a big difference for your community and then allow them to you know to pick up the money that's laying all over the ground You know, be, during, <laughs> during the event is kind of is, is our goal so um we'll handle the stress we'll work with the team to make to make it happen and just know that we will find the best band to come to your community that day
1: excellent and i assume you'll still be doing all the usual things like a, a century day and a gravel day and theme days, right?
2: Absolutely. You know, we haven't truly locked in all the themes. There's some things where we're thinking about and changing up a little bit. There will be a gravel day. So we'll have you know, a full line of, of gravel. Uh, there will be a uh, a century day. It will not be a mandatory century day. I mean, that's <laughs> one thing that uh, I learned from last year, you know, and that, you know, it was at the put blame on anybody else that wasn't my idea but you know it it turned out probably the best it could have with you know people that were riding a century in record time and you're studying you know just love just love the century but there will be a day where you can punch a century if you want to you want to do that uh i'm a big fan of gravel so you may see more than just one little you know section of, of gravel for a day you may see some spots where you can hop on and hop off um, I just think we have to find ways to get, because of the, the amount of people that are coming, you know, being able to spill into some gravel and, mm. you know, you know, help the, the, the pain of the roads kind of thin out a little bit. So uh, there's a lot of fun things that are on the horizon, but you know, a lot of that is building a team and there's some guys that have my eye on that love gravel. So uh, getting them involved to uh, help execute it. But uh, yeah, a lot of things up our sleeve for 50 of that. So we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep there.
0: I mean, there's probably about a dozen things that you could talk about, uh, but a little closer to home. Do you want to talk a little bit more about our own office space where we we live day-to-day? Um, we've oh been working gosh, on that yes. continually for a couple of months now, but it's still a work in progress.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, that, that was one of the reasons why we couldn't take any time off in August, because we were literally out of one building. And we've been in a building for 49 years with the Des Moines Register, and it just so happened that you know our, our lease was kind of up. so. You know, our team wanted to kind of find our own space and truly, you know, walk into a space that we feel is RAGBRAI and it, it is our home. And we've looked at building after building after building, and we just couldn't find something that when we walked in felt like RAGBRAI. And we asked our, you know, realtor to extend the, you know, the radius of it, the search for a building. And it just so happened that this building that, you know, our radius was, was literally, a mile outside of the, the radius we originally had wow. and it popped up on the map it was just silly how we missed it and ann and i drove we were in town so we drove over by it one day and it just happened that one of the tenants was inside so we walked in and said, hey we're with Ragbri. you know this is for sale we would love to kind of get us you know a peek of it and he's like hell yeah go for it so we walked around and instantly within 30 seconds i remember looking at an angle this is us this is this is ragbride and it's an old it's an old brewery. Um, it has you know obviously a spot for a bar up front that is now our retail space. It has a spot you know it has three bays so you have a warehouse bay you'll have an office bay with shipping and receiving and then the the third bay we are going to open it up to our dream teamers so they can have a space to go that's kind of it's theirs Excellent. Um, they can store their bikes they, they can be the meetup spots we'll have a little kitchenette area and you know there might be even a spot where i can you know crash from time to time if i need to crash but uh it truly is you know i remember talking to our retailer and i said i want retail we want offices, we want warehouses. He says, ah, you're not going to find all three of those things. And, you know, like Greg Gray being the unicorn, we found the unicorn of retail you know, spaces for us. And um, we've had now three pop events. You know, obviously, my background is retail. So merchandising and, you know, buying and selling stuff is kind of my wheelhouse. So to be able to kind of pull that together with our team, uh, proof of concept is there. We've been asked multiple times to be open more. Uh, We have a bar, you know, so Big Grove keeps our our, our fridge stocked full of all their, their, their good beer. Um, you know, we just did an event last Friday where we the event was called a Can for a Can, and it was basically you bring in a can of beans or a can of corn, we'll give you a can of beer, and uh, the counter was full of cans. So like, it, it's great that we can give back to one of our food pantries. Um, But yeah, it's just to be able to come in and you know exchange something out, or come in and actually try the merchandise on, and you know get a feel for what it is. And um, you know my vision of what that retail space we're not even close to being there yet, but I want to partner with other companies that I feel are brands that are, you know, are kind of the Regbrai essentials things like things you need to go on Regbrai. So, you know, you could, you could come in and not just buy Regbrai stuff, but you could buy stuff from all these other companies that, mm. you know, we use, um, which I think would be a game changer for us. But yeah, to say that I'm in love with the space, it's, uh, it's amazing. I, it truly feels like us and I'm there as much as I can. Um, and it's constantly evolving. Uh, we're going to do a full build out. And the, you know, the crazy thing is the cost of buying stuff is so expensive right now, but we'll get there. Uh, But it it will be a space that we have the ability to do events out of. And then, you know, because it has access to the trail, you know, do meetups and and rides along the way, but um, it is a perfect space for reg Bray. Yeah. It's
0: been really awesome. I mean, just to be able to meet face to face with all the riders, and I mean, in addition to everything you said, Previously, we were like, okay, well, you can't come and talk to us about your registration question because you have to navigate an office building and an elevator and a badge point And, you know, it just wasn't even didn't make sense. But now if somebody has a question, they can come on over.
1: It's I, just incredible. The space is beautiful, too. I've been there a couple times and each time I go, you you know, like you said, Matt, you're building on what you've already created and it's only going to get better. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the future of Ragbri. Like, I know, Matt, you're a huge planner. I've always noticed that, you know, as long as we've been friends, that you have a pretty clear goal at all times with whatever you're working on. So tell us about maybe some short-term or long-term goals that you have with Ragbri.
2: Sure. So... I would love to see more people register for the ride. And, you know, I think something that we've done you know, to kind of get ahead of that is, you know, Ann and I were on a podcast uh, probably a month ago and just talked about the value of what rag dry is and, you know, getting people to go, I want to register for that. I will punch my ticket. I will pay for it and, and then show up. And it's not, you know, it's not just so we can make more money. It, there's a, there's a bigger why behind that. And it, the why is because we want to better prepare be, us be better prepared. Plus, allow these towns to be better prepared. And, you know, I go back to year 49 and, you know, we told towns and we were very open with here's the registration numbers. Every time they asked, we would tell them and you tell Brunson, Iowa, you know, we have registered right now, 18,000 people. So expect 18,000. And then that first town out of the gate on day one, 30,000 people show up that Whoa. you just can't be prepared for that. So, mm. you know, getting people to register, you know, help support the ride and then we can help support the town. So, you know, it's Red rise it, it's a unicorn and it's an event that you can just show up and do, but, you know, why not find a way to punch your ticket? Why not find a way to truly register for the ride? And then we can help these towns be better prepared. Um, so that's part of the, the, the plan going forward is, you know, just make it kind of just, you know, it's back in the day, I think it was kind of cool to be a bandit. You know, it was one of those, those things that we, people wanted to do, but you know, if you go to social media right now, it's not really that cool anymore because, you know, people are saying, God, you, you, you need to register. You need to support the town. So I think that's part of my plan going forward is, is getting, getting, you know, we're never going to have hundred percent, you know, everybody punching their ticket, but if we can grow that, I that's a major win for our event and, and, and for the towns, um, you know, from a future standpoint, there are so many amazing towns that are uh, in our state that I want to go through. You know, before I was the director, I wanted to go to every town in Iowa and this job now allows me the ability to do that. So yeah. it's finding towns that, you know, we've never been through. It's, you know, it's getting back to the towns that we, we, you know, we, we love and they have done, have done a good job. Um, but I, I, I think for me, what I truly want long term is to grow partnerships with the state of Iowa and, you know, the state patrol and the DOT and, and Bry nation. And um, you know, let everybody know that everything we do has a purpose and we're doing it for the future of Bry And it's not just some sheep from the hip. We'll figure it out. Like we've put a lot of time and a lot of thought into it. And we're not always going to go to the place that you want to go. And, you know, you, there's always someone coming out there that has a better way of doing things and a better route in, in their brain, but just know that um, we'll eventually get there. Uh, you know, I I I want more states, you know, to bring people. I want more countries to show up, um, but and truly just, you know, produce an event that is a, you know, a world event. You know, when we were in Colorado, um, I was asked a question about how do you replicate Red Bryant in other states. And my answer was you don't Right. You try, but you just can't, you just can't do it. And, I, and it goes back to, you know, one word and that's Iowa, you know, the people of Iowa are the difference maker without Iowa, this ride does not happen, you know? So if you go on social media and you, you read, uh, kind of the, the the bad news of what people think and, and people say, Reg is not going anywhere. The only way Red stops is if the state of Iowa and the people say no more and that'll, that'll never happen because they love it too much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's growing our team. You know, we are a strong team of four people, you know, putting on the world's biggest, lar- largest bike event and we have to grow our team, you know, and double the size and be able to do that and take pressure off. You know ap Ann, and andrea and you know even myself a little bit um but yeah i want to i want to grow it so it's just when someone asks about rag every person in iowa can say i know it i love it here's what it is um you know we have towns that you know don't want us because of you know stuff that's happened in the past i want to fix that you know and i think you know based on our travels after the event every town that we went through said yes we would take you back in a in, in a second um so we, we have those those guys but there there are towns that say nope we don't want you i want to learn why i want to find out you know what happened and, and help fix that so we can get to a point where we just have these these towns every year that just they want it back so um that's kind of the, a little peek behind the curtain i want to give everything away but um I want to produce a, a world event that is, is safe and people keep coming for long past us for sure.
1: I know I'll be there. Oh uh, yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just kidding. Of course. <laughs> I know I'm looking forward to it all. It's uh, so exciting. Uh, more of more please.
1: Yeah. Yes. And um, you know, you mentioned, I want to get more people to register and I want to make this a bigger event. So I feel like, I'll speak from from a rider perspective. Can the state handle a bigger crowd? Like, do you have any challenges you expect to pop up for year fifty?
2: Yeah, I I think you're going to have roads that are going to be overpopulated. You know, that's the. You know, I was there in Cumbina, Iowa, when you you know you had to walk your bikes out of coming to get going you know the the herd had to thin out before you hop on a bike know, mm-hmm. we saw it this year in Brunson Iowa we, we turned left to go into Brunson and from that left corner all the way in people were walking their bikes you know like it's, it's a it's a cool thing to see but at the end of the day people are here to ride their bike not walk their bike so mm-hmm. you know some of the roads that we're going on have to be better roads and wider roads and there, there's some some county roads in iowa that are pretty narrow and, and you know some spots where you know traffic has to kind of you know you go i go because the the bridge isn't wide enough to handle two vehicles going across it. well you have to be very smart when you take that that route across some of those roads so you know like i said it's partnering with the dot and looking at options and them understanding that because of the scale of this event and what it is we need to find bigger roads and some of the roads that they don't want us on because they're they're their roads they have to be okay with helping us figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we found out last year, you know, kind of what capacity could be in some of these areas, you know, but, you know, I I truly believe we have the ability to this year set world records when it comes to, um, you know, riders on the roads and we figure out how to make that work.
1: And I love that you specifically pointed out there are times when it may be crowded and you have to walk your bike, but you're so, you know, you as the director, you're mindful of that. And you are thinking here we are, you know, seven months before the ride and you already have that top of mind and working with the right people.
2: Yeah. You know, reg is whatever you want it to be. So, you know, if you want to be the yellow Jersey winner and get up before anybody else and race it and, and be in that overnight town, you will have that option. Um, but, you know, we have to look at every every different person that rides it, you know, and how they ride it, because you'll have everything in between. You'll have the person that stays up too late the night before and then gets, you know, gets a late start the next day. And, you know, they're, they're coming in later. But, you know, it's, it's how they want to ride reggae. So as the director and our, our team goes, we have to be, try to account for every person that, that, that rides. And it, it's tough because there's no cookie cutter answer for everything. You just have to you have to be fluid.
1: Right. I mean, there are there are people that take the full 12 hours to get from point A to point B, and then there's probably people that do it in a couple hours. So you're right. You have so many different types of cyclists and athletes and just people that want to so, do RAGBRAI. For
0: sure. Okay. I want to ask a question that's not on our list, but I thought of while we were talking. Ooh. And I think I'm, I'll probably ask you this question again in the future as we get closer, but by 50 is going to be incredible it's gonna be mind-blowing it's gonna have unforgettable bands it's gonna have incredible towns what are, have you given any thought to Ragby by 51 and how are you gonna how are you gonna make ragby 51 special after such a mind-blowing 50
2: well I mean that's the, the the question I got asked after 49 was how are you going to replicate this for 50 for because everybody wants 70 degrees and, and tailwinds every day mm. um, yeah <laughs> So I like my joke is I'll have to go back to my notes because I have it in my notes somewhere how I fix the leather, but I I haven't found (laughs) the note yet. Um, You know, I think for 50, like. It'll be just as epic, and because of what what fifty is, I think fifty one. I, I just have to I have to walk away and be done. I have to I let somebody else do fifty one. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>, what? <right. laughs> Wait,
1: what, <laughs>
2: Matt? No, I I think fifty one. You know, could, I mean, is is truly the make or break year for me as the director. You know, I'll say forty nine. Mm. My, you know, it, I got kind of a you know, I wouldn't say a pass, but oh, he's the new guy, which I'm not really the new guy, and it was a pretty ep- epic you know forty nine. 50, 50 is going to be 50 and it's going to be amazing. People are going to love it. But I think where our team is really going to shine is, you know, how do we come off uh, such a high of 49, an epic high of 50, and then yeah. truly produce a 51, a 52, a 53. Um, you know, uh, the towns play a big role. So it's, it's, it's going into towns that, you know, could help us to do that. But, you know, to be fair, you know, everything we're, we're planning now for 50, we're actually, we have to be thinking about 51 too. So mm-hmm. um yeah, I think fifty-one for for me personally will be my truly my microscope year of truly looking at everything because it's how do you bounce back after two pretty amazing years?
1: Yeah, I especially if you don't have that magic wand to control the weather.
2: Oh, that's the <laughs> that's the that's the question mark. Yeah. You know, I I think you know every time every, every time we talk to someone, I put put someone in a town in charge of the weather. I say, okay, you're in charge of that day, yeah. and it worked, right? Yeah, <laughs> but. Red Bride 49 could be a whole different ballgame if, you know, it was 110 degrees and they had headwinds every day. Yeah. You know, people wouldn't be high. I mean, the I, I, I got to stand at people watch so many times on corners and watch people roll through and no one was sweating. No one was working hard. The state patrol guys, like they were loving life because like they weren't, they weren't on fire. But, you know, you flip the script and you add a headwind, you add the, you know, the different levels of degrees of heat, you know, people are, it's a little bit, a little bit tougher for some riders. So uh, we'll plan the same way. We'll plan on, you know, uh, headwinds and 110 degrees. And if we're blessed <laughs> with tailwinds and 70, we'll, we'll all win.
1: And, and the, the best part about, you know, all of the talk about weather is... Most people come back no matter what, you know. Like yeah. Andrea's done a couple episodes about Soggy Monday, which was way back in the day, where it was the worst day of Ragbri ever. But now it's just a great story, you know. People are still like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I was around for Soggy Monday." <laughs> so yeah. if well, it's I... if it's 150 degrees or 60 degrees, you can bet we'll all be there for you, Matt.
2: Yeah, I think I think the worst day on redguy is better than the best day at work. You know, I mean that's the. <laughs> yeah. you know, you're on your you're on your bicycle. You're you're riding with your friends and your family, and now some new friends. You know, you have these towns that open their you know their hearts up you know to you and bring you into their family. And um, you know, a little rain, a little heat. You know, it's part of the gig. But man, when you're blessed with a tailwind and 70 degrees, uh, it makes things surely a lot more smooth.
1: Agreed. Well, uh, to wrap things up, first of all, I think I'll speak for AP. We're very thankful that you took the time to come on, especially for this special two-parter. But before we go, is there anything you want people to know about you?
2: Um, not really know about me. I mean, I want to meet more people. You know, Part of the plan this year was to be on route and do that. Uh, I will give you a PPE the curtain. I will ride a day next year and be on a bicycle, you know, riding across the state. I don't know what day it is yet, but I want I want to ride. Um, you know, my, my cell phone number's out there. My email is out there. Um, I love talking, you know, about RAGBRA. You know, we leave, hopefully we fly to... Um, Florida in the next couple days for a Disney trip with my, you know, my girls over Christmas. And I'm wearing a rag Bry shirt every day down in Florida. <laughs> nice. I want somebody to see rag bright and talk about it, but you know, it, it's a ride that I absolutely love. It's a, it's a state that I will never move out of. Um, I'm surrounded by an amazing team. Um, but my focus and our focus is to produce a safe ride that, you know, gets talked about for years after <laughs> after we're gone and, you know, just to, to be able to see people come from all over to ride their bikes across our state when most islands leave our state to go on vacation, we have people that come to our state for vacation so uh, we want to produce a, a pretty amazing ride so that's that's me in a nutshell
1: well matt thank you thank you thank you so much for coming on the podcast we love it and um of course listeners love to hear what's going on behind the scenes of Bri. so you can guarantee you'll be
0: on this podcast many more times
2: awesome well thank you for having me
0: yeah looking forward to 2023 and spending more time with you both at work and on the podcast and until then happy holidays
1: listeners that is it for this week we both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the just go bike
0: podcast and if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast or maybe you have a topic in mind you can reach us at just at gmail.com or you can also follow us on social media at just go bike on facebook twitter and instagram Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast,
1: especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll
0: be back next week. Until then, just just go bike. bike!